0: Undercurrent. Undercurrent. Bluetooth is this, this is Undercurrent's Weekend.
1: weekend. <laughs> it's Undercurrent's Weekend, food, friends, and music. And we get three in one with our friend Bob Doran. He's a chef and a music writer and uh, a photographer, too, I might add. You can see him on Instagram, Bob Doran on Instagram. And through the magic of radio, he's right here with us. Hey, Bob. Here I am. I, I, hey, now let me just ask you a question. We didn't prepare this. I'm just going to hit you cold. If you were going to prepare a snack right now, just based on what you've got around, what would you, well, would you I, throw together? I, d-
0: I just prepared a breakfast snack, which was a uh, uh, cinnamon raisin toast with sliced bananas on it and a fresh peach that I got from the market. And uh, that's pretty much—actually, I, I have a little magic dust of my own that I put on. It's a uh, uh, cinnamon and a little sugar, the dreaded sugar.
1: Well, that sounds good. That sounds great. Yeah. You're making me hungry. You know, during the break, we were chatting about a folk music duo from Canada. I don't know how it came up. Um, Ian and Sylvia.
0: It was, a, it was the Watkins Family Hour.
1: Oh, that was it. Yeah, and we're going to yeah. get to that. But I want you to share that story with everyone about your sister and the box of records.
0: The box of records was sort of a magic point in my life. It's like I was in high school. My sister, she'd just gone off to college and then dropped out of college to move to the Haight Ashbury. She was sort of classic hippie era, uh, the summer of love, and had passed. They were looking for a new place to live. They were moving out of the haight going to find their place in the country, paint their mailbox blue, put some flowers on it. And she, they actually did all
1: that eventually. But
0: they That were, was the
1: thing then. People were leaving the city to go to the country. Yeah. Uh, there were and, even songs written about it.
0: Exactly. And uh, they were going to go around. They are going to travel around the country, particularly the West, in their VW bus and see what was up you know and of course they couldn't bring their record player can't have a record player in your VW bus at the time and and so i you know got on loan indefinite loan this box of records my brother-in-law was a friend of uh Country Joe and the Fish they were a hmm. Berkeley band and uh that's where my sister went to college was Berkeley and uh, he had moved up here to, his, well, I don't do some business, shall we say, at the time. Okay, uh, I think we'll the statute of limitations
1: is, is up now. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so this box of records was all kinds of uh, stuff that they had collected. Over, you know, and I had a lot of it was artists I wasn't familiar with, um, in particular the the Vanguard. Uh, uh, label was uh, some you know that was music they liked, kind of folk music. Folk music, yeah, yeah folk music yeah. of the day. So one of them was uh, Ian and Sylvia, and uh, there's this it's, it's this magical harmony thing, which uh, as you said we'll get to it. The, the Watkins Family Hour. Was uh, a lot about harmonies and that set, set up. And I heard this song that they, that they probably it was probably third hand or fourth hand. It was an old song, uh, "Down by the Banks of the Ohio," and mm-hmm. Ian and Sylvia were a Canadian uh, folk duo who sang great harmonies, and that's you know that that tradition is, continues on today. And, uh,
1: and and so that box of records was a big influence.
0: Yeah, on and you, you know and, another another artist that I've discovered through that was Jim Quast Jug Band.
1: Oh who, yeah, on Vanguard. Yeah, right. a, again on Vanguard. Maria Moldar came out of that. Yeah,
0: and you about know to
1: say, Marie was on Vanguard at that time.
0: And this this you know this, this was a, right before I was going to go off to college myself. I found an interesting thing. When I when I went to college, I went to the, the library, and I found these records that were the source music for artists like Jim Quasten, and Mer, and Ian and Sylvia, the uh, uh, Al Lomax collection of uh, American music. Wow. There was a I think it was a nine or ten album set, thematically. You know, one one album was prison songs. One was mountain ballads. It was, I don't, you know, I wish I could, I wish I could find that set of records again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think the, mm-hmm. I think the libraries have gotten rid of vinyl.
1: You know, it's probably out there somewhere. We're going to have to do a little homework and find that. Yeah. Alan Lomax.
0: Yeah. And, they, and there, there was those, those. Musicologists. There was those records and there was the, the Harry Smith collection, that uh, so was really seminal of, about learning about learning about music through old records. And, you know, uh, Harry Smith, he had a basically had just taken his 78s and put this collection together, and it was all these songs. And, you know, here I'm, I was going to see bands like The Grateful Dead, Janice and Joplin, and The Big, Big Brother and The Holding Company, these and they're singing these songs that i thought were you know i, I recognize them sort of as a folk song but they were Ball essentially they had learned these songs from this record and that's sort of wow. the way and that's sort of the way it is to today sometimes it was it's a case where the artist will be third hand or fourth hand you know he uh, today if i hear a if I hear a song like um, I don't think Mountain Dew is an example, I don't know if that's a proper example, but if if I learned it if I heard it, it was learned by somebody who learned it from the Grateful Dead, but the Grateful Dead learned it from somewhere else. Oh, that, yeah. so that's so that's sort of a re- revelation for me that, you know, particularly also in the blues, you know when i discovered the old blues guys you know i wasn't as interested in bands like well led zeppelin is a sort of classic i mean i did like led zeppelin mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there was a lot of bands out there who were playing these old blues tunes that weren't nearly as good as the old blues guys did <laughs> the song song themselves
1: and that's, it's like radio today you know it's like we didn't invent this format this is uh, something we listen to the old FM radio guys that were coming along right about at the same time and sort of inventing this new freeform format. Exactly. And, you know, you may like undercurrents, but boy, I tell you, if you listen back to some of the original stuff that I grew up listening to, you'd go, wow, that's even better.
0: Yeah. Well, KMPX.
1: KSAN. And uh, yeah, they were popping up all over the country like wildflowers.
0: KMPX became KSAN, as I remember.
1: They moved over, yeah. There was a yeah. little strike or something like that, yeah.
0: That particular station it was like, it it was a late night thing. In the daytime, originally they were it was a Portuguese language station, mm-hmm. but they took over the studio. the The hippies took over the studio at I think ten o'clock at night, and that was oh, when I, That yeah. was when I was listening to the radio, you know, in my in my bedroom my parents' house and I think uh, it
1: started at 3 in the afternoon at some point and I would rush home from school and listen to Tom Donahue.
0: Yeah. Well, and then, you know, just to put a little uh personal history in here, you took over this, the the little radio station at lunchtime at our high school being the uh what was your position? The uh
1: Publicity Commissioner.
0: Publicity Commissioner, yeah. That your job was to be the the radio guy, essentially. Yeah,
1: well, we had this, this speaker outside and we would take the latest album that had just come out, you know, Country Joe and the Fish or uh The Birds or The Grateful Dead and play the whole album in the quad. And right. that speaker's not there anymore, but uh and the guys that I learned how to do that from did it the year before. There these really cool dudes in there, uh, hunkered down in this little room next to the principal's office, and they, you know, had the turntable hooked into the whole PA system, you know, and they could do this. One of those guys was um, his name slips my mind at the moment. Greg Douglas. Greg Douglas.
0: Country weather. Went on to become, yeah, was country a weather. He,
1: he went yeah. on to become Steve Miller's guitarist for what I don't know, ten years or something. Yeah, and wrote Jet Airliner and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of a lot of folks came out of that little dark room with a turntable.
0: I I reconnected with uh, Greg and via Facebook, it's the magic of Facebook, so I could can follow what he's up to now. He's living down in Southern California, teaches guitar, but also plays and jams and
1: good. He's good, a good good. Know,
0: S- same... Super talent. Yeah, really.
1: I think he went to work for AT&T or something, which uh, I did at one point, too. I think everybody does at one point in their life.
0: Yeah. Everyone works for at and I, I, I never worked <laughs> for AT&T, but whatever. Oh, uh, Hey,
1: you know, you mentioned Led Zeppelin earlier, and I'm going to make like a little connection here. Sarah Watkins, who you just saw recently, her first album was produced by John Paul Jones. Really? Yes, of Led Zeppelin, the bassist and arranger. You know, he was a studio musician of note of that time. And him and Jimmy Page, they were both studio musicians, you know, on-call kind of thing. So they crossed paths a lot. So when the Yardbirds were scheduled to go do a tour in Sweden, and then two of the guys dropped out of the band or whatever, something happened— they had to put something together. And it was John Paul Jones and, um, it escapes me right now. Maybe it was John Bonham, whatever. They threw together this band called the New Yardbirds just to fulfill the contract. And that became Led Zeppelin. Anyway, after all these years, Robert Plant does roots music and stuff. And wherever he goes, it's, you know, a huge turnout, right? Right. John Paul Jones can just sort of drift in and out and, Nobody seems to know who he is, but he produced Sarah Watkins' first solo album, and um, that brings us to the Watkins Family Hour, who you just saw recently. Could you tell us about that concert?
0: Well, the let's start. Let's start back. We were talking about these studio guys that uh, were, you know, who could drift out of it. This any session. Uh, and I, I I can't help but uh, think of the 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 Wrecking Crew, which are, I'm, right. I'm, I'm assuming by this time everybody has the opportunity to see the movie The Wrecking Crew, which is out. It's on Netflix. It's on your video
1: store. Uh, and there's a great book out called The Wrecking Crew. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and those were the those are the guys who were the studio musicians of L.A. Who played on everything? They were the the Wall of Sound Orchestra for Phil Spector. They produced Brian Wilson stuff for the Beach Boys. Uh, they even <laughs> amazingly they even were the band that behind the uh, the first Bird session.
1: Just that Much one song. Much to the song. chagrin of the birds. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> s-
0: speaking of the birds.
1: Well, if you want to think of, if, just for the folks at home, if if you want to. Here in your mind, just think of the opening notes of California Dreamin' by the Mamas and Papas. All the leaves are brown. That's the Wrecking Crew right there. Right. Or uh, The Beat Goes On by Sonny and Cher. With, or These Boots Are Made for walking. Any of those kind of songs.
0: Right. Know. and In some cases, it's like it's, you can hear a lick with a bass line and uh, the beat goes on. By and I, I can't remember her name. I Can't think of
1: her name right now. Carol. Uh, Carol. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's close enough. Carol. We'll just call her Carol. Yeah. So yeah. now, Sister Carol. So now that was so that was the '60s, late early '70s. Now, those those guys have a lot of them have died off, and there's a new sort of wrecking crew, which is a bunch of musicians who hang around L.A. You know, the Watkins are, are the also Nickel Creek. Uh-huh. And uh, as you the siblings, they kept calling, they if, unfailingly call uh, the Nickel Creek's siblings, the Watkins, uh, Sarah and uh, Sh- Sean. Is it Sean? I think it's Sean. They get together uh, once a month at a club called Largo in L.A., and play songs, play, play songs that they learn off old records, essentially, uh, both uh, in the case of old classics uh, from the country retro- repertoire, but also stuff like Broke Down Ballast by the Grateful Dead and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, so they ben put
1: this- from uh, Tom Petty is one of the regulars in that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so he was— From the was, Heartbreakers. Yeah. And uh, so they they put together this thing called the Watkins Family Hour. I think they had a, another band they also called uh, the Work Project Administration.
1: Works Progress Administration is WPA. And, uh, you know, I've seen them live, and, and we've played them a lot yeah. here on Undercurrents over the years.
0: That's some of the same guys uh, add in the guy from Toad the Wet Sprocket. Right, I think he's uh, the singer in that one along mm-hmm. with um, the Watkins. But now they they put put an album out and um, a bunches those these sort of tunes on it. And, and Fiona
1: Apple's involved in yeah, this one. Yeah, exactly.
0: Too. They, it, one of their friends that hung out at the Largo with them was uh, Fiona Apple. So she came. So well, they turned the album into a tour which mm-hmm. is making its way around the country right now I'd have to say it's like I, I hadn't really ever thought of Fiona as a brutes musician but she just stole the show when she was on it's interesting she you know she she didn't have a she didn't play anything. She was just singing. Mm -hmm. She was a backup vocalist. So there was a lot of... voice. Yeah, and her voice. She was a voice. But there's a lot of songs where she didn't have anything to do. She would just sit down on the floor right there, cross her legs and groove. Uh, But when she got up, she just really, uh, I don't know, that voice is something. And and, and in, uh, in conjunction with Sarah Watkins, the singer from that brother sister combo they got those uh harmonies down
1: there's nothing like sibling harmonies yeah you
0: know. <laughs> yeah so and then, you know it and it's very very casual thing they the various people in the band the drummer all, everybody got their their turn in in the front who did a song you know and they did some songs that you know you wouldn't necessarily expect uh in a folk show, they're doing, uh, I guess it's on their album. It's a song called Not in Nottingham,
1: hmm.
0: which uh, you might have heard the, because Los Lobos did it. It's a cover.
1: I'm not familiar with that song. I have to look it up.
0: Yeah, it's a cover of a song by Roger Miller that he oh. wrote for a, a Disney cartoon about Robin Hood. Okay, so that Robin (laughs) Hood is reimagined as animals, and uh, and so it's about Nottingham and uh, of Robin Hood fame. Uh, Los Lobos did it, and then uh, I think Mumford and Sons they did it too, and you know may very well be that the Watkins Hours picked it up off of those guys, but uh, it's yeah, it's a great song.
1: I looked it up. It is Sean. It is Sean Watkins. Yeah, Sean.
0: Yeah, and uh, oh, and so you know, and it was a casual thing uh, that happens at Largo, which is their friends show up, and uh, in the California leg of this tour, they brought this guy named Tom Brusso, um, who was this kind of he 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 looked like he walked straight out of some. Movie about the Dust Bowl. He was this <laughs> tall, lanky guy with, and his voice was perfect to have that wavering sound of uh, the that era. You know, mm-hmm. he sort of fit the part. So he came on and introduced him initially. Said he sort of set the scene, then disappeared, and eventually came back out and did a couple of songs and. You know, it's kind of a—you kind of get the feeling that's like you're just hit the hanging out at the club. Somebody showed up, said, oh, why don't you do a song? That's nice. pretty much the feeling of the whole thing.
1: Almost around the campfire kind of a thing. Yeah. I just also wanted to add that you put a few video clips up on Instagram. Bob Doran, D-O-R-A-N, on Instagram.
0: Yeah, and— uh, through the wonder of uh, ever-evolving Instagram, you can do movies. So, I got 15 seconds uh, just of the encore, which mm-hmm. was a song called it "Was a Ella Fitzgerald number called uh, When I Get Low, I Get High.'" <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, uh, I just pulled out the, a clip at the end where Fiona is singing. I get high, and then the whole band sort of, in a second clip, I had to divide it up because you only get 15 seconds to loop around, and uh, the the end is just sort of everybody comes back in and simultaneous the fiddle and the guitars and uh, kind of played it out and hear the crowd roar, there's light, and uh, the
1: night's over. Very nice, very nice. The Watkins Family Hour, and of course, you can find them online. And we will be playing them on Undercurrents. Yeah. Any other bands coming up? You're going to see in the coming weeks.
0: Our guest uh, Bob Doran. What's coming next? Uh, I think Angelique Kidjo is coming, uh-huh. and uh, she's been up here a few times. I've met her back uh, a few years ago when she came up for Reggae on the River, because. Pretty amazing uh, African musician from Benin, who uh, we got a we got a talking backstage, right down the river about voodoo, the real voodoo, mm. which is you know voudon I think the way they pronounce it, but uh, and I'm not gonna get into the o- oshiras or I don't know what the proper word is. It's 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 deep magic stuff. And, uh, wow! Yeah, and I, and I don't know what she's up to lately. She uh, she's kind of goes through uh, a period connected with the the last latest album, and you know she did one that was a more American soul music and rock and roll. I think she did a cover of uh, "Voodoo Child" by That's right. Hendrix. Yeah, yeah we've, which, we've which was that. a different take on voodoo, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the authentic voodoo. Um, and she did uh, another album that was uh, sort of returning to the African percussion and musicians. So I don't know who who she's uh, with now. She just played at uh, the Kate Wolf Festival, but uh, unfortunately I couldn't go Missed it. Her performance there, but uh, yeah, Kate Kate Wolf Festival has turned into a, sort of a uh, a combination of all sorts of ty- types of music. It used to be dedicated to Kate Wolf and thus very folky, but now, well, Smokey Robinson was a headliner.
1: Did Did you see him?
0: I I did not go. No, oh my I did, god, yeah.
1: I saw Smokey Robinson at Davies Symphony Hall in San Francisco, and I just cannot believe it. He just, he has this spell that he puts over people, and everybody just came out of there on another level, you know? We were right up close, and uh, it was just amazing. So, you know, I would encourage people to check out Smokey Robinson. You know, you think about some of these bands from yesteryear and you wonder is it really just sort of some weird rehash of you know nostalgia he's just he's just got it he's got some kind of magic power over people and uh yeah and
0: and he you know he's still doing songs uh, you No, know, i know i know the show is probably mostly uh the songs you want to hear that's sort of the uh it's it's a blessing and the curse of being a famous artist. It's like everybody wants to hear your big hits, and probably not much time to explore the music that you're into right this moment. But uh, you know how that goes. Um, I just missed uh, the show last night. Uh, the the um, Vince Herman of uh, Vince Herman is a leader. Of, Lead one of the lead singers in um, Leftover Salmon. Ah. And they're on they're just about to get into the uh the festival circuit, the late summer festival circuit. Mm-hmm. Um playing some place called Utopia, which I never, in Texas. Utopia, Texas. Uh, those things okay. don't seem to go together to me, but <laughs> if you correct me if I'm wrong, probably I'm sure somebody our Texas from listeners Utah would beg to differ. <laughs> Yeah, somebody, somebody <laughs> from Utopia probably uh, listens to Undercurrents. Uh, the, yeah, and they're and then they're playing uh, hardly strictly in Bluegrass. San Francisco,
1: Golden and Gate Bang. Park, the big free concert, yeah, so, with half a million people.
0: Yeah. So he he was he's out with this band they called the Loose Cannon String Bang. It's like hmm. off, uh, off the wall. He likes plays on words but Mm -hmm. and it was uh vince on guitar and vocals but mostly and then the mandolin player was his son and then his son's bass players his son's band's bass player and a guy uh who plays resonator guitar and that was that so fill in while we're waiting till the band gets together for the uh for the festivals you know there's yeah. club dates. And-
1: well, that's an old tradition, you know, to have a family band. Yeah. Certainly nothing new about that.
0: Exactly, yeah. It's a, the Watkins family is not uh, is a different kind of way to
1: go, but uh, it's, uh, it know, it's a, you know. a it's- literal family plus uh, sort of a loose family of, of musicians, yeah. Well, Bob, this has been fun. I think maybe we should wrap it up and save some for next week.
0: Yeah. You can do, do with it what you will.
1: Okay, Bob. Have a great weekend.
0: Okay, I'll talk to you later.
1: Wherever you are, please come see us at undercurrentsradio.net for more conversations with Bob, our blog, streaming, email, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the different ways to be in touch and to listen to Undercurrents and Undercurrents Weekend. Undercurrentsradio.net. Big thanks to our correspondent, Bob Doran, and thanks to the Corporation for Public Broadcasting for their support. I'm Greg McVicker, encouraging you to... Go out and have a great weekend.